Welcome to Essential Insights, a podcast for healthcare professionals. My name is Sydney, and I am the program coordinator for the Hospice and Home Care Webinar Network. Today's episode is an audio clip from a webinar presented by Gary Gardia, and it is called LGBTQ Plus Counseling, Finding Meaning in End-of-Life Care. Today's speaker began his hospice career as a volunteer over 35 years ago. Since then, he has worked in many capacities, leading a variety of teams and departments, including volunteers, social workers, bereavement, and education. Gary holds master's degrees in both education and social work, and he is a licensed clinical social worker. He also holds the New Advanced Palliative Hospice Social Work Certification. He is a frequent presenter and keynote speaker at state and national conferences and works as a consultant for various businesses and healthcare organizations around the country. Today's podcast is a sneak peek of the webinar and will review the five principles of trauma-informed care and obtaining informed consent, especially as it pertains to members of the LGBTQ plus community. If you want to learn more about this topic after the podcast, please see the notes for a registration link and a coupon for 10% off the on-demand webinar. Without further ado, let's jump right in. So I want to go on to... um the, the trauma-informed care model, it's, I love this. We should be doing it with every person on our program. It is particularly good to use with um, LGBTQ people. Well, let's just take a look at it. We want, we want to create a place of safety. And again, it, don't we want to do that for everyone? especially for people who have been traumatized in their lives, of course, but especially for people who have been traumatized, we want to create a safe space for them. Choice, we want to make sure they feel that they are in control. I have choice about my care. I have choice about um, how I'm treated. I, they, my team continually honors and respects my dignity. Again, we should be doing that with everyone, but especially people who have been traumatized to, to whatever degree. That this is a collaborative effort, that all team members are working together with me. You know, we should never see, say, I have a, a great nurse but a terrible social worker. You know, it means people aren't working together. It's, it's, we're not all on the same page. Um, we should all be working collaboratively around one one care plan. Again, interdisciplinary care means um, that it does not mean that there's nurses' goals and social work goals and chaplain goals and that each person is working on their goals. It should be just my goals. I, it's, it's my goals and my plan of care, and you team members are all working together to assist me to achieve my plan. Um, that's how it should feel. There, that we, we, there's trust there and that we're continually looking for ways to empower people to live their lives and take control of their lives, um, especially at the end of life when people are feeling often helpless and hopeless. But we're constantly working to empower them to take hold of their lives and live it. We, we undermine that when we take on the approach of, we're here for you. We're here to care for you. We're here to take care of all of this for you. We're here to be your friend. You know, all of those things where we're going in and taking on people's lives, and, and we can't do that. 
We can't live people's lives for them. It's empowering when we say to people, this is your work. This is your life. We're here to kind of support you backstage, but the work is yours. And so how can we sort of be in the background um, doing the best we can to make sure your work is clear and that the path is clear? And that's, that's the whole point of, of collaborative trusting care. So number 23, I just kind of want to go through this briefly, that obtaining informed consent with this population can have its challenges. So in order to provide true informed consent, are your informed consent practices universal? Is it, is it the same for everyone? You can't tell someone what it means for them, because part of an informed consent is saying, here's, here's what's going to happen next. Um, here's what this will mean for you, if you don't know who they are or what it means to that person specifically. So it becomes a challenge with informed consent to say, um, here's the form, here are the items on the form, um, read through it and sign it. That's not informed consent. No matter what the form says, we can't know if the item... It would be good for you to read your consent forms and see what they say, especially as they apply to LGBTQ people. So for many, for many people, they may feel the need to say yes to anything, you know, so they don't... Because I don't... I'm gay, and if I say no to anything, it means you're going to retaliate against me. And I've... I've seen that in healthcare. I've watched that happen in healthcare. And so when you walk in with that kind of sense or feeling, uh, um, it's frightening. And so I, I just want to say we need to be very sensitive to that. So when we present a form, an informed consent form, or have an informed consent conversation, we need to make sure we're saying, what did you hear me say? And what does this mean to you? And are there any parts of this that you feel are concerning or may not apply to you or that you have questions about? It should always be a conversation. So as you are looking at um, conducting any kind of, would you like to sign a DNR? Let's talk about it. Who are the important people in your life and what might they think about this? Um, what does this mean to you specifically based on who you are in your life up to this point? Uh, the, the, a conversation is just so critical around any kind of informed consent with this population. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can register for the on-demand webinar titled LGBTQ Plus Counseling, Finding Meaning in End-of-Care Life. The on-demand webinar is available now to view and download. Podcast listeners can also enter coupon code podcast 10 into their shopping cart for 10% off the webinar. More details can be found in the episode notes. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and your favorite podcast platform for the next episode of Essential Insights. Before I close today, I would like to thank our state association partners, Gary Guardia, and you, the listener, the essential worker. Thank you for all that you do for the healthcare community. Be safe and take care.